This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the program, why we call it Free Talk Live, because you can take control of the airwaves. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. All right, so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to continue something that we started on Friday. For whatever reason, I forgot that we had it still to uh, to do here, Mark. Well, those top those top uh, big top ten lists that is actually a top twenty list that we get, they, they tend to, to drag on, and we kind of pull them out when we feel like it. So, uh, what was this top twenty list, Mark? Well, it was twenty ways to waste your money. And how far do we get through? What, and it's five. Kind of, uh, yeah, um, number five was the last one we got. Give um, me a, give me a quick recap on the ones we've already been through. Now let's remember. These are tongue-in-cheek, and really the advice is how to save your money, okay? Right. It's like reverse psychology, yeah. sort of. All right. So we're going to read the verse, reverse psychology. So they suggest buy new instead of used, especially cars and furniture. Right. Number two, carry a credit <laughs> card balance. That means carry, All the time. carry it over month yeah. to month. That would right. be a good way to waste money. Keep grabbing more interest. Number three, buy on impulse. Mm. Number four, pay to use the ATM. Number five, dine out frequently. Yeah, and that's a big one for a yeah. lot of people. It's good for you uh, from a health standpoint, too. There's all that extra salt and fat that, uh, you know, they put in uh, out dining out foods that you'll want to dine out because it tastes better. Mm, it sure does. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Mark, uh, there was a comment I was, I was, I guess I was talking about Johnson, uh, one of our former co-hosts and graphic guru, website uh, designer. He was talking about... Uh, he can't be a guru until he gets the damn website out. Well, okay? he was talking... He was making a comment about how surprised he was that people were spending money on something, dis- regardless of what it was, but spending money in this down economy. And I said, look, the economy's not down that far. People are still going out to eat. I mean, as long as people are still going out to eat at restaurants, as long as they can still afford a luxury like that, the economy is doing okay. You know, it's not... Well, it's not down that, that A lot bad. of restaurants have seen uh, you know, d- downturns in they their have. income. And it's true. It is even McDonald's. Um, they expected McDonald's to do very well, and it did in the early portions of the recession. However, people kind of figured out, you know, I can make stuff at home and still save money. Right, so, now, right now, though, there are plenty they, of people still They'd had enough of 99-cent uh, double cheeseburgers. There are plenty of people still going out to restaurants and fast food, and to me that's a, that's a pretty significant indicator that eh, we're doing all right. I mean, all things considered, sure, there's been a downturn. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of people out there applying for the few jobs that uh, that are being made available. But nonetheless, uh, if you can afford to eat out still today, you're doing okay. Anyway, yes. Let's go on with uh, the list here, the 20 things that you can do to waste your money. Well, you know, everybody needs to know things like that. So number six. What's the source on this, by the way? Uh, this is uh, Kiplinger.com. Got it. Number six, let your money wallow. If you're stashing your savings in a checking account or traditional bank account, you're wasting money. You could put it in a high-interest online savings account and get paid to save. You can even get an interest-bearing checking account through such reputable companies as EverBank, Charles Schwab, E-Trade, and uh, ING ING Direct. Not not a bad idea uh, for those of you that are in the system, but for me, I I don't feel comfortable having an interest-bearing account at a bank. You had one previously. I had one back when I was paying taxes and stuff like that, but... If you're not going to pay taxes to the IRS, then having an interest-bearing checking account means that the bank will be sending a little update to the IRS every year, letting them know how much interest you've earned. Yeah, they need to know. they want to know that. Number seven, pay an upfront fee for a mutual fund. Pay Set, an upfront fee for – I don't know what that means. Well, in order to get into mutual fund, you pay, you pay a fee to get in it. So they're saying there are mutual funds wherein you do not pay a fee? Oh, yes. Okay. No load mutual funds. Gotcha. 
Selecting no-load funds, matter of fact, they used to use the same term, you'd think they'd have got it from me, can save you more than 5% in sales charges. Of course, no matter how well a fund has done in the past, you can't be sure how it will perform in the future. If you pay a load, you'll begin the performance derby um, in the hole to the tune of the load. So yeah, the, kick- the ball. see the Kiplinger 25 for our favorite no-load, 20, uh, no-load funds. Yeah. My broker would disagree, I'm sure. <laughs> Not that I have that much in, in my IRA anymore, anyway. I don't know anything about that stuff. Yep. Number eight, pay too much in taxes uh, on investments. Are you investing in a tax-sheltered 401k or Roth IRA? If you're not maxing out those accounts before you invest in a taxable account, you're spending too much. And this means at the end of uh, when you're doing your income taxes, I believe it's a it's a dollar for dollar that you can put $3,000 away. None of the hosts on Free Talk Live are accountants. They should not be giving uh, accounting advice. However, this is what my belief is, is that in at the end of the, the year that you have $3,000 you can put into an IRA, and that's $3,000 that you don't pay in taxes. I think it's dollar for dollar. I may be wrong on that. It might be just a write-off. Again, for people that are actually paying taxes. I, and, and I am. Yeah. I mean, I have a family. I'm not prepared to go to jail for, for you know my belief that you should, I shouldn't be spending money into a, a government that uses it to kill people. I would like to do that, but that's not what I can do today. Well, you can. It's just that it's risky. It's risky, and I have an agreement with my wife not to. Ah, Remember? gotcha. You know, I mean, no, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I have an agreement. I mean, I, I got married. That's an agreement. Okay. Okay. Eight, pay too much uh, taxes on investment. Excuse me. Um, number nine, brand buy brand name instead of generic. From, yeah, that'll do it. From groceries to clothing to prescription drugs, you can save money by choosing the off-brand over the fancy label. In many cases, you won't sacrifice much in quality. Uh, in many cases, I think that the store brand or private label, as they're called, are a lot of the time as good or if not better than the brand name. That's what I mean, they're saying. Clever, clever. Malta meal. I love Malta meal cereals. I, I mean, no I'd idea. love to have them as a sponsor on this show, Mark. Is that the, the bags, the cereals oh, yeah. that come in the bags, the big bags you can yeah. get. Now, there's some of them at the grocery store. Sometimes you, they're smaller size bags, but at places like Walmart, they're just monstrous. <laughs> and either way, the price comparison is a big difference between them and the uh, the brand that they're borrowing the ideas from. I agree that those, those are probably a better uh, a better investment. And generally, but you know, some people have favorites in foods, and I don't think you you know if if you like Kraft macaroni and cheese better than the store brand macaroni and cheese, in my opinion, it is better. You should buy what you like. You if, should buy what you like if but, you can afford you know, it. Try it and see how it goes. So anyway, clever advertising and fancy packaging don't make brand name products better than lesser known brands. It's true. Number 10. Same thing with, you know, stuff like aspirin. They mentioned prescription drugs, but also just regular over-the-counter drugs. I mean, there are also brand name aspirins. And when you listen to the brand name aspirin commercials, it's funny how they try to position themselves as, Bayer, we're the brand you trust. Really? Why? It's just aspirin. (laughs) <laughs> what makes your what makes your aspirin so more tr- uh, so much more trustworthy? Are, are you telling me that Walgreens or CVS brand is somehow less uh, less reliable than your aspirin or your acetaminophen or whatever the product is? Silly. <laughs> I, I think you should get what you get, get what works best for you. But you know, aspirin's take, aspirin, dude. Keep the. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, you know, how many milligrams and what are they checked on? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, the chemical is the same chemical. That's correct. I mean, obviously, the milligram amount is something different there, and that could be a that could be something that varies, I suppose. Not sure. Waste electricity. Of the total energy used to run home electronics, forty percent is consumed while appliances are turned off. Appliances with a clock that operate by remote or typical... 40%? That's what the claim here is. Typical culprits. The obvious way to pull the plug on your energy vampires is to do just that. Pull the plug. 
yep. or buy a device that'll do it for you, such as a smart power strip. $31 to $44 at smarthomeusa.com. Uh, okay. Which will stop drawing electricity when the gadgets are turned off and pay for itself within a few months. Neat. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I often do leave whatever electronics, you know, the little, the little LED light that's on in there. And I don't know much about it, but 40% seems like a lot. It seems unbelievable to me. But yeah. You keep your computers running at all times, right? Yeah, pretty much 24 hours a day. But, but then again, my most of my computers are doing something 24 hours a day. Not the one of not them. The, isn't. Not the main studio computer, but it's just nice to be able to sit down and, and go right to work rather than having to wait to, to boot up. Okay. Pay banking fees. Overdraw your checking account, and you'll pay twenty to thirty dollars a pop. So, it pays to keep tabs in your balance. Plus, are you still paying for a checking account? Free deals abound. But make sure that they're really free. For instance, will the bank charge you a fee if your balance drops below a certain level or if you download um, download your info into a personal finance software program? That's not free. I remember that Julia was telling me that she went to go open a bank account recently and they were asking her if she wanted to get overdraft insurance. <laughs> and she just kind of chuckled about that because she had realized uh, that this must be something that a lot of people feel they need because they just can't handle their bank accounts. They can't handle their finances to the point where they're constantly at risk of overdrafts and things like that. When Pay I, attention. When I, well, I, I can tell you, when I used to uh, run my own checking account, every few months, like three, four, five, six months, I would run into a situation where I'm just, like, I overdraft. I made plenty of money, but I just overdraft. How do you do that? I just don't understand. You're just not paying attention? Well, I, I you know, put the checks out there, use the debit card. More coming up. Gone. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Register now for the Republican Liberty Caucus of New Hampshire's Liberty in 2010 reception. Dr. Thomas Woods, the New York Times bestselling author of Meltdown, will be explaining the economic crisis and the role of the Federal Reserve. Successful investment fund manager Larry Lepard will share his perspective on the meltdown, including advice on how to protect your investments. Proceeds will be used to help pro-liberty Republican candidates win their primaries in 2010. Register at NHRLiberty.org. That's NHRLiberty.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Starting things out tonight, we've been uh, talking about things you can do to waste your money. And, of course, the uh, other side of that coin is things you can do to keep your money and save your money. And uh, want to hear from you. Maybe you've got some ideas, some thoughts to add to this discussion. 800-259-9231. What are some good ways that you uh, have seen, well, what are some bad ways that you've seen people waste their money uh, that we haven't mentioned? Or alternatively, what are some uh, some great tips you might have to uh, to hold on to your money a little bit longer? 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give the features for free, and the wiki is one of those features. Uh, it's got over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can go there and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. Now, Mark, what's a good financial idea? Well, I've been watching uh, Gold and Silver recently over the last couple of weeks. Actually, I look pretty much every day and have for... Well, months and years. <laughs> but uh, silver is on its way down right now, and I would assume gold's doing about the same thing. I usually just watch silver. Mm. And uh, you know, now might be the, a good time to, to get a few, uh, you know, some coins. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com, and 
you know, it's probably best to get 20 at a time, and that's, I think, the, the best way to... Uh, save on shipping. Yeah, save on shipping over there. So go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've got some of the best prices set out there by Midas Resources. And if you need to know a little bit more about how the Federal Reserve works and why you should be hedging your uh, hedging against inflation in gold and silver, perhaps even uh, you know expecting speculating on it going upwards, there's a book there called Dishonest Money, which I have read and I consider it to be one of the most important books I've ever read in my life. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue here. Let's go to Corby, and we'll continue the list of 20 things you can do to waste your money. Corby's on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Corby. Hey, I just wanted to say, you know, I think Julia covered it last week, but, you know, eating out is very expensive for couples, and if you've got a carload of kids, unless you're going to a pizza place, it probably is very, you know, seeing the bills are in the hundreds of dollars to go out to a nice restaurant. But mm-hmm. for a single person, grocery stores are geared up for families. I mean, if I need to buy... To make spaghetti or tacos, I've got to go buy cheese that costs $4 and, you know, pasta and meat. And I end up spending $20 to go to a restaurant would cost me 10 or, you know, and it just turns out. Yeah, well, wait know, a minute. Wait, aren't you talking about making one portion? I mean, if you were to make the full uh, family portion that the recipe calls for, sure, you're going to put some uh, money into the, the cost of the, the provisions you'll need to build the meal with. But if you make a large portion, you'll be able to eat that for several days. Sure, if you make spaghetti, you only need to use as much sauce as you need to use. You only need to use as much hamburgers you need to use. You can keep it frozen. You only need to use as much pasta. It's a dry good. It's, it'll stay right there on the counter. What happens with that is so I end up eating a little bit more, and my dog is very happy. I'm not a big, you know, leftover fan, you know. So oh, me, so you have a, so is, you have a uh, you've got a problem with leftovers. Not to mention well, that I, I eat three kinds of food: Mexican, American, and Italian. So. Daily, I have to pick two that I like. So it's either a Mexican and Italian, or Italian and an American, or Italian and Mexican. You know, I have very few choices. I'm such a limited eater. So cooking, at least eating out, I have a different restaurants. So, you know, the same, there might be three different Mexican restaurants I eat at, or four Italian restaurants. I can switch it up. I cook the same if I cook. So it kind of, I lose out on variety also. Yeah. Well, variety is important if you, I mean, you you got to want to eat what it is that you're eating. I uh, I think if you've got a leftovers problem, then you have a portioning problem and you need to modify your recipe accordingly. Um, I don't think that uh, you know, most restaurants give large portions anyway, so you still have a leftover issue with going to the restaurants also. I don't think that you can find too many instances where eating out is going to be less costly than eating in. You may be able to pull off the, uh, you know, eating the McDonald's double cheeseburger. I think they call it a McDouble now. The McDonald's McDouble on a daily basis for every meal and then actually (laughs) save by eating out. However, I don't know if you'll survive the experience. I budget $25 a day for food. That's just because I, I mean, I worked at home for five years, and if I cooked at home, I was home 24 hours a day if I wasn't out jogging or playing poker or, you know, going out or something. But it, it also is not just a, a meal. It's an activity, you know. It's But to me, I can't stand staring at the same four walls all day long, but that's just my own opinion. But You know, yeah. I've eaten out a, a great deal just for the purpose that you're talking about, to get out and, and see a few people and things like that. I understand mm-hmm. that reasoning. And you do have to, you have to budget for entertainment in your, in your, uh, in your budget, but also too much entertainment is going to make you poor. I'm not that broke, so I understand. I've been broker where, yes, I do. I'm losing playing poker or other times, you know, if I'm not working or something, then definitely I do do more, you know, TV dinners and those type of things, but I can't cook cheaply. It's just not in my, you know, I guess, repertoire of cooking. But if you are, the way to save money you didn't really cover was uh, the 
I charge my cell phone and all my little gadgets at work, you know, so the company probably <laughs> doesn't like it, but it saves me probably 10 bucks a month, you know, my cell phone and my little MP3 players and those type of things, so just one way to save money. Uh, that's pretty okay. unique, and I bet you that's not in this uh, this list of ways to, uh, to – well, I guess it's a list of ways to waste money. But thank you, Corby, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I never heard that one before. It Mark. sounds vaguely like an insignificant form of theft. I mean, I I, I don't know how to describe they it otherwise. They give you an outlet, right? It, yeah, it yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 if, you were to, if you were to go and ask somebody there, hey, boss, is it okay yeah. if I bring all my <laughs> consumer electronics here and charge them up and take them home? They'd probably say no. Better to ask forgiveness than permission, I but suppose, I, in that I, case. You know, I, I, that's why I labeled an insignificant form of theft, but it's, you know, I, I don't know, a little, I, little disturbing, I guess. Well, yeah, I see where you're coming from, Mark, but at the same time, if you are... It's one it, of the things that they budget for when they hire employees. I, I guess, yeah. If you're, People taking a certain, certain amount of pens and paper clips and sure, things like that. And if you're in an, you're in an office with multiple uh, locations and several of the monitors are being left on overnight, then I don't see what the big deal would be. I mean, if they're... They're I, blowing money out the door, uh, then you. Uh, I, I wouldn't I feel no bad about charging there. my cell phone there because I use yeah. it for company business and then yeah, I pay for sense. the plan and all that other stuff. You know, when you're starting to talk about the MP3 player, is that being used for company business? Well, I keep myself entertained while on the road doing company mm. stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, the, gr- the areas area. get grayer and grayer right. as, as one goes by, or perhaps whiter as or blacker as. T- as uh, Time goes by. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. So I understand where Corby's coming from, the idea that he makes enough money to where he can eat out as often he feels he needs to comfortably. And I think that's great. I think that as long as you are, as long as you have enough money coming in to where you're able to essentially take 20 or 30 percent or whatever and, and put it away and the rest of it you're spending on your overhead to you know, sustain your life, essentially, then OK, I think that's that's fairly good. But if you're scraping by and you're only able to save, you know, 10 percent or 5 percent, then maybe you should be cutting back on the amount of times that uh, that you're eating out. But then again, Corby says he can't cook his own meals for cheaper than he can go out to eat them so if, I, I have no reason to disbelieve him in that particular case if he's got a if you've got Sounds a, like thing, a darn picky eater and, he, that, and, yes. and, and to the picky eaters out there in the world i must say gosh you must be a load of laughs to hang out with oh uh, be nice no i'm just I, you know i mean you go to a restaurant oh i can't eat here i had i had a girl that i used to live with it's not a girlfriend and she literally uh, you know, she she just there was just a few things that she would would deign to to eat, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I don't know just uh, watching her m- make food and and being offered the food and it was so plain and weird and then going out to eat with her you know I got to have this I got to have that no I'm going to send it back because you didn't get it right oh God please well I'm glad that Corby this fork in my eye please. I'm glad that Corby and the other picky eaters out there can afford to be picky right. I mean, how nice that you're so wealthy that you're living in this wealthy society where you can afford to be picky, whereas other people would pick about anything they could find to shove in their mouths. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Bring up anything. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose, and in every genre, Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download when you sign up today. And you have to go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get the free audiobook download. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, like Free Talk Live. As we continue here with the 20 things that you can do to waste your money from Kiplingers. Mark, go ahead and uh, finish up the list here. What do we got? I don't 10? know that we're going to finish up the list. Um, we're on number uh, 12. We're, we're close. Yep. Yeah, so how to waste money. Buy things you don't use. This sounds like a no-brainer to avoid, but how many times have you seen something on sale that you thought you couldn't pass up? Even if something is 50% off, you're spending too much if you don't use it. Couponing, for instance, can be a great way to save on your grocery bills, but if you buy things you wouldn't have purchased in the first place simply for the sake of using the coupon, you're wasting your money. The same goes for buying in bulk. A bargain is no bargain if it sits unused on your shelf or or gets thrown away. Yeah. Yeah. So if you buy a big old vat of peanut butter, not that peanut butter can go bad necessarily, but yeah, I don't know. maybe never, it can. Never, I've never had that happen. I'm sure someone has. Big old thing of pickles or something like that. I think that... Uh, Jar of pickles. Yeah, I've, I've I've had olives go bad because that you know something grows on the brine there on the top, and then it's just like, I don't want to eat this. Yeah. Um, I think you can... I, I think that in, in like real olives somewhere that they do just scrape that stuff off and just call, <laughs> call them good, but I don't know. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> But, um, I used to have this problem when I was younger um, with video games. I would go and I would buy up games that I always wanted to play, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I had gotten out of. I'd moved out of my parents' house for the most part, and I really didn't have the same amount of free time that I had uh, before. Yeah. And so I would buy these games just for a collecting purpose. Yes. And collecting, I think, is one of those big. Uh, they don't mention it in that particular entry. But collecting is a huge problem uh, as far as things you don't use. Yeah, Collections, I... by their definition, are typically things that aren't really used. It's something that sits on a shelf. It looks good. You're proud of it because it's your collection. But what's but it, it really it do for you? It never fills the hole, though. Um, there's, there's always more things to collect, to collect when it comes with collections. Uh, well, you, you could know. collect them all at some point. But then what? Then, then you're like, well, well what's next? Right. There's, you've got to move on to something new. You do. And I, I, I've, um, I'm thoroughly against collections. I, you know, I, I when I was a kid. I often did that with Star Wars figures. You could just never get all of the the Star Wars stuff. They just made so much of it. Mm-hmm. And I, how much of my parents' money, my own money, I spent on this. And then one day, I suddenly did not care any longer. Yep. And just whoof, bam. In a, in a moment, I didn't care any longer. And I, you know, my friend told me probably six months before it happened. You know. You're not gonna care, and I'm like, that's ah, not true. It can't possibly be true. And this I don't is Luke know, Skywalker, damn right. it! I don't know whether it was sixth grade, seventh grade, or eighth grade, or somewhere in there, but I think it was somewhere in that immediate vicinity. Maybe it was fifth grade. I don't know, but I just didn't care at all. Mm-hmm. And then, so I moved on to comic books. I can collect all those. 
some of the ones, the older ones I got, I didn't even like. I didn't, I don't particularly like Silver Age comics, but I had to have them because there was, you know, it was the number one, and then I have to get all the ones from here to there. Oh God, it's 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 just a never-ending hole to throw your money in. It sure is, and it's something that I personally have tried to stay away from as I've gotten older. I've tried to, re- you know, resist the uh, the desire to collect things. I used to have a laserdisc collection when I was in you know, <laughs> in the 1990s. I had that, and you know, I spent. Laserdiscs weren't cheap, so you know, twenty, thirty, forty bucks a pop plus the box sets, which were a hundred and eighty or more, whatever. Uh, and then down the line, I ended up selling them all on eBay for something like a hundred and fifty bucks. I guess I was lucky to get that out of them. After all was said and done, uh, I had more DVDs in the past as well, and I finally told myself, no, I need to stop buying these things. And I, I sold off. I think it's important to to take the uh, take the effort of actually selling your collections. That way you can release them because otherwise they they're just taking up space. You know, I've I've sold my comic collection and I got I think four tires for my car back and after high school or something like that. And you sold your comic collection. You got four tires for your car in return for the comic collection. That's correct. Gotcha. And if I would have just held on to them, you know, just just the space to hold on to them, I could have sold them for much more later. So I don't know. You know, maybe there have been some times and there was one recently where I have and it's been very rare that I've regretted actually getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Because I try you to You love to get rid of things and you're 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 yeah. adamant almost religious about getting rid of things. To a, to an extent, I try to assess my stuff on a, at least a yearly basis and determine what it is that I would feel comfortable with getting rid of and then I try to also uh cross into a comfort zone and say, "Well, I really don't I, even though I feel like I should keep this, I also don't use it." And so, therefore, it would be better off in someone else's hands. And so I, I'll get rid of them. In fact, I have a tub full of stuff that I, I want to just give away to people. Rather than take the time to sell it, I'd rather just hand it off to somebody else that might appreciate it or, or use it. Some old video games and some books and, and stuff like that. And I think that there's at, at one point up here in, in uh, Keene, where we do the show from, some of the activists are going to get to the, get together and do like a free stuff swap, basically. So I think that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> You can just do a, a yard sales. They have multifamily yard sales. Get in there sure. and you know get rid of stuff that way. I'm you know I'm not saying that I don't think it's a good idea to get rid of stuff. I um, often wonder, you know, if I it's you know I've got a friend of mine who hoards stuff. Now he mm-hmm. may not be as bad as every hoarder in the world, but yeah, he hoards stuff. Guy. And I'll tell you what, there's been a couple of instances where I've been like, you know, I need to get a, 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 a what's Some, the what's the thing that uh, water uh, that condenses water out of your out of the air in um you know water a dehumidifier. Condenser? Oh, okay, there you go. I need a dehumidifier. <laughs> sure enough, he goes he into his, his shed and pulls out a dehumidifier, <laughs> and then I say, well, you know, I need to. I, I live very in close proximity to this fellow. Um, I need to <laughs> spread some seed and some fertilizer on my lawn. Sure enough, he pulls out a brand new spreader. spreader. <laughs> I don't have these things. I brought a full U-Haul full of stuff up here. I didn't have. Yeah. I mean, I left a bunch of things in Florida. It's just amazing some of the things he has. So, I, you know, there, there's time. There's some value there, it's, huh? It's it's a tough thing to be on the the horns of the dilemma of should I get rid of this or should I keep this. And I it, just I, don't want to be a pack rat. I just don't want to like, like the and line storing me, things costs money because you have to keep things in a cli- generally in a climate controlled area to some extent or another. Depending. Otherwise, they, decom- yeah. uh, they de- decompose. So right. it depends on what it is and how you have to store it. So my regret recently was uh, my magic card collection. 
I had, over the years of being a you know, younger man, uh, collected these magic cards. And uh, at, one, at one point, I inherited some from a, a friend of mine who uh, who died, unfortunately. Mm, that's a shame. And I just decided that, okay, these cards taking up too much room. Haven't used them in years because that was kind of my thing was I would play the, I'd bring them out every three or four years. I'd, I'd find somebody who wanted to actually play this Magic the Gathering game, this card game, this neat little strategy card game that is fairly popular and amongst geeky types. And so I would you know, occasionally encounter somebody, and it was usually my friend who died that mm. I would be playing with. So now he's dead, and I figured, well, the last guy I played with was my friend who's now dead, and it, all these things have just been sitting here for three years uh, since the last time I saw him, so I'll take him down to the card shop and blow them all out the door. And so this is the one time that I can remember actually regretting getting rid of um, something, because now I find out that some of the liberty activists up here in New Hampshire are into this Magic the Gathering game. Wanting and, to do it. And they're they're out there playing it, and I'm, ah, darn it, because I got rid of everything. I mean, I could have kept 10%. Yeah. And sometimes, and that's what I've done in some cases. When I've sold off DVDs, I've kept my very, very favorite, favorite movies. Uh, when I got rid of my Transformers collection, I kept, you know, five or six different Transformers. And, you know, when I got rid of all my old video games as a kid, I kept, you know, a, a small percentage, maybe 10% or something like that of, uh, of the video games. For whatever reason, I just decided, ah, the hell with it, you know. And my friend's dead. I'm, I'm going to just sell this. Yeah, I liquidated the entire thing. And I could have just kept, like, a deck that I could have played with, but I didn't. So that's the only time that I can recall in recent memory actually kicking myself a bit for, for simplifying too much. But I still appreciate simplification. It's still something that I intend to continue doing. 800-259-9231. A bit on a tangent there from the original topic of things you can do to waste your money. You can chime in on this discussion, uh, you know, from the wasting money perspective or from the saving money perspective. Uh, And how about your life? I mean, have you ever regretted simplifying or getting rid of something? Do you know any pack rats? Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The 20 franc has been made and trusted worldwide. They're about a fifth of an ounce of gold, easily carried on your person in case of emergencies, untracked by the government, of a size that one can do business with. Who would turn down a hundred-year-old gold coin? Get them for $233 a piece. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It is that simple. And last month, uh, we we did pretty well. In fact, it's going to be getting better here in the next few months, hopefully, for uh, for Free Talk Live's Amazon program as the holiday shopping season approaches quickly. Uh, you're going to need to do your holiday shopping soon, and that means that you may have to buy things for people that are... Uh, maybe nearby you, but also people, relatives, and friends that live far, far away. And Amazon, of course, does have gift 
options, gift wrapping and that sort of thing. So head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get all your shopping done, whether it's the stuff you need or the stuff you want or stuff that other people want. Uh, head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and entering through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. And take the StartPage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use StartPage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven-day challenge today at StartPage.com. As, Mark, uh, we continue, the 20 things that you can do to waste your money. And, of course, alternatively, uh, the value here is that you shouldn't be doing these things, if, in case that wasn't obvious enough. Let's continue <laughs> here. Where are we at? Number 13. Um, own an extra car. Okay. So a car hmm. is a necessity for most people. But face it, cars are a huge drain. From their loan payments to insurance fees to gas and maintenance costs, own uh, more than one car and you'll double or triple these expenses. Ask yourself... Unless you own outright, I think that would be a little bit of a better way to do such a thing. What do you mean? Well, they mentioned the loan payments, and yeah, if you've got to make two car payments, then you're paying quite a bit of money. But if you've got two cars that you own outright, just two used cars that you own outright, then... I think that's a much better financial situation. Uh, it is. Uh, you, it depends on where you live. Some states will, uh, your registration fees are based on how much the car is worth. Um, you know, some people have a car, a second car is kind of like a beater to mm-hmm. uh, just drive around. I've, I don't entirely understand that. If you're going to drive around a beater, drive around a beater. Uh, get rid of the expensive car. That There's yeah. a good way to, uh, to to save some money. Sell it to somebody who wants a nice car. Um, there's there's kind of the, the phenomena where... Um, you're collecting. One's a collector car. One's sort of the daily driver. Mm-hmm. I had a '76 Eldorado convertible, and it just wasn't a daily driver. It just couldn't handle. What was it? Six miles to the gallon or something? It like was that? six or seven <laughs> miles to the gallon. You could um, get almost better uh, deal out of an RV. Well, at the time, gas wasn't that much, and and you know I made a great deal of money, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, you're right. There are RVs that get better gas mileage than my Eldorado did. A front wheel, a front wheel drive uh, car that weighs uh, three tons is probably not a great idea. Yeah. So anyway, um, it it just it would break down on a semi regular basis. If when the times that I did have it as my sole driver, I'd be stranded. Yeah. So. I had to essentially have another car, and then I would had this emotional attachment to it. Didn't want to get rid of it, and you know, so that that's kind of tough. However, registration in Florida was relatively cheap, especially since it was an antique car. You can get uh, there's there's specific antique car insurance that you can get because you don't drive it very far and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll insure it for instead of replacement value or whatever they decide to insure it for, they'll insure it for whatever you sort of claim it's worth. And that's that's something to look into, and it tends to be significantly cheaper than regular auto insurance. So you know, there's there's things to do there. I'm if if you own an extra, it's hard. You cannot tell a person who owns an antique automobile. You should get rid of the antique automobile. They're just not going to do it. So I'm not yeah. I'm not going to try to give that advice. They're just you know. Now are they talking about here uh, if it's one person owning two cars or two people owning two cars? That's my impression is that we're talking about one, one person? person owning okay. two cars. Okay, then then that makes more sense to me because I'm I'm thinking about myself and Julia and we both have two cars and sometimes it's nice to to have two cars if you've got yeah. two people. Well, I think that the first thing that you need to look at is. What kind of car do you need? Do you really need to buy a new car? Who needs a new car? Well, that was one of the earlier ones is buying new instead of used. Great way to waste some money. In the world of cars, that's a super way to waste money. Yeah. 
It's certainly a second car is a big dream. But no thank doubt. you for everyone who buys new new cars out there, because if nobody bought new cars, then, well, there wouldn't be any used cars to buy. So somebody's got to buy those new cars. Thank you to whoever you are. I've never done it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if I just had all kinds of money, then it wouldn't matter anymore. But I don't. So I buy used. I have a friend who uh, has a, a Jeep, wants a Jeep. Well, he has a Jeep. It sits in his front driveway. Mm. It's not registered. It's rusting. And, you know, the tires are dry riding. He wants another Jeep? Well, no, he, he wants this Jeep. But it, has never, it, it hasn't moved the entire time I've known him. So he has a Jeep. Yes. Okay. Why would you say he wants the Jeep if he already has the well, Jeep? Well, yeah, he wants to have a Jeep. Got it. He wants to just keep a Jeep. Is what yeah, you're saying. essentially, he's got a he's got a Jeep. He's wanted a Jeep. You know, he said he always wanted a Jeep. He's got one. Now you've got it. It just sits there. <laughs> he doesn't do anything with it. Uh, what does he drive? He drives another car entirely. Okay. It, so it just clearly it just he wants the other car there. more. And he also has a uh, yeah, uh, that's you know, silly an antique uh, Harley Davidson that's sitting in pieces in his garage. Hmm. You know what? What what's going on here? Well, some people have their hobby, right? I mean, you've got to have a hobby, don't you? I mean, most people, we're talking about ways to waste money here, but I think that... Uh, Hobbies are good ones. <laughs> well, it, but, no, but people need a hobby, right? I mean, people need something to do with their free time, and sure. some people love to tinker around with automobiles. Here's, here's a thing you can do with your free time. Part out your Jeep and Harley-Davidson and put them on eBay and sell the parts to people that will use them. That might work. Number 14. Probably the best way to make more, the most money out of it, I suppose. Ignore your local dollar store. Shopping at the dollar store can be a hit and miss, but it's um, not all kitsch or junk. If you know what to buy, you can find some real bargains. For instance, my local dollar store charges 50 cents for greeting cards versus the $3 plus at the drugstore oh gift shop. I have an extended family, so I figure this saves me more than $100 a year. Great point. You can also score a deal on cleaning supplies, small kitchen tools, shampoos, soap, holiday decorations, gift wrap, and uh, balloon bouquets. You can save even more money by not sending greeting cards. I, uh, <laughs> well, you, yes, that would be the sort of thing that you do. Sometimes you need greeting cards, man. Um, yeah. There's also certain tools that, you know, that, that, that it has. If you're working on cars all day, you don't want to get wrenches from the dollar store. However, if you have a tendency to lose screwdrivers, which mm-hmm. I do, I just I just can't keep those darn things around. I got a 79-cent screwdriver with multiple heads yes. at the magnetic tip. Yeah. I got that at Big Lots down in Florida for 79 cents or 99 cents, and I still have that sucker. It's yeah. great. You can get some good tools at the dollar store. Yeah. 15. Keep unhealthy habits. Smoking is not only a bad habit for your health, it burns up your cash. A Big pack time. A, a pack-a-day habit is, uh, this, this is the easy one to, to know that, you know, this is where your money's running away. If you're smoking a, a pack of days of cigarettes. Some people, it's two. <laughs> two packs a day. There's, I mean, it's it's about $10, $12 running out the door. If you decide that you just If it's can't, two packs? Two yeah. packs is ten, yeah, ten bucks. Okay, yeah, that well, you said two. Um, That's so three thousand. I don't know how you can get below five bucks. You may be able to, you know, there's there's some websites out there where you can order from Bulk. some places and things yeah. like that. That's probably the best thing to do. But around here, we've got some uh, entrepreneurs selling illegal cigarettes. What do you mean they're illegal? Well, I, guess, I don't know. Maybe they're not illegal, but they're uh, they're underground cigarettes. How about that? What's that mean? Meaning they're they're rolling their own cigarettes and selling them. Yeah, for less than the price that you tobacco's would pay. taxed. Right, but I'm just saying, as far as saving money on cigarettes, that's one way to do it, is to roll your own, right? Yeah. You'll save more money that way. 
I suppose, um, you know, you, it, it, I, you're I, still, if you're going to smoke, fine. Go ahead and grow yourself some tobacco plants. Then you're not spending the, is it two bucks, uh, three bucks a pack to, that goes to the, the federal, state, and I municipal governments? Even Maybe. It's, it's, it's but, more than, it, it's about, it's at least two, and in some cases, uh, three and four, uh, almost up to four in I did like see New York it. City. I saw a news story recently about how tobacco growing is becoming more popular now because sure of all is. the new taxes. Absolutely. It's really taking off. It's not the growing of the tobacco. Tobacco is, is a weed. It's the curing, by the way. That's the, okay. the trick. Well, people are mastering those tricks because yep. they're sick and tired of paying the taxes. But but absolutely, this is a, a tremendous way to waste money is to have a, a vice like that to where you're just pouring money into it. Junk, fe- junk food or tanning bed habit can be costly as well, not to mention the money you'll waste on medical bills down the road. <laughs> Uh, number 16, be complacent about insurance. Your bill arrives early and you pay it without a second thought. When was the last time you shopped around to determine whether you're getting a, the best deal? Rates vary widely from insurer to insurer and year to year. Reshopping your auto, home, or renter's insurance might save you hundreds of dollars. It also pays to evaluate your insurance needs. For instance, upping your out-of-pocket deductible from 250 to to $1,000 can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Consider, I felt like a a Geico commercial there for a second. (laughs) Consider using the uh, same insurer for your home or auto insurance, and you could snag up to 15% off for a multiple-line policy. A bulk buy discount or something. Make sure you're not paying for insurance you don't need. For instance, uh, you need life insurance only if someone is financially dependent upon you, such as a child or Mm -hmm. spouse. It doesn't work. How many more do we have? we got three. uh, Four more. Four more. All right. We're going to continue this in hour number two. Things you can do to waste your money. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can bring up what you want. If you've got something to add to the conversation, you're certainly welcome to do that. And, of course, you can take control of the airwaves and, again, bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Some restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We'll continue here and wrap up the 20 things you can do to waste your money. From Kiplinger's, Mark, you're sharing, uh, you've been sharing these with us. Uh, we started them Friday. We continued them over the last hour. And it's just, you know, we love these little self-help things uh, because I think this information is useful. I think that when you're growing up, if you don't have parents that teach you this stuff, where are you going to learn it? You know the Bible says, and I know, and I, I I don't quote this thing very often, but I think it's right here that the uh, the borrower is the slave of the lender, and mm-hmm. when you've got things on credit cards, you're carrying credit card balances. You don't uh, you don't control your finances. Someone else does. Well, you're their servant, and you've got to do what they say. So I I say get as much of this stuff off of you as you can. 
I'm right. not talking about necessarily a mortgage, although I'm, you know, may may not be a bad idea to get your mortgage off you. I want it off me. Yeah. But um, you know, there's it may be if we're going to go into a period of inflation, um, at, at, you know, prices rising and interest rates rising and things like that, um, it it might be a good idea to have a balance on your your mortgage. However, I'd just like to get it off me. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. Go ahead with the list. 17. Give Uncle Sam an interest-free loan. If you get a tax refund each April, you let the government take too much money in taxes from your paycheck all year Mm -hmm. long. Get that money back in your pocket. Put it to work for you by adjusting your tax withholding. With a little discipline, you can use that extra cash each month to get started saving or paying down debt or make ends meet by avoiding um, going into debt in the first place. You can file a new Form W-4 with your employer anytime. Just use the easy calculator to help you uh, figure out what to to use the form, and and they've got them online. Number 18, pay for something that you can get for free. Eh, That's a good idea to waste money. Like what? Dust off your library card and check out books, music, videos, uh, and for free or dirt cheap. Don't pay or receive credit uh, your credit report when you're allowed to get it uh, at no charge. And take advantage of uh, kids' free eat free promotions. Apparently, um, you know they have you know different restaurants have these things. But you really, if you do go to the library, there are lots and lots of movies there, and you really can get some great movies uh, to rent for your, for yourself and not. I have suppose to pay. you could justify it by saying you paid the taxes, and so therefore you I don't can feel go and do bad that. about going to the library. I mean, these people are extracting money from me by force. Yeah, I don't like the idea of a library that's funded by force. However, I've already paid for this thing, so. At the same time, though, uh, if you're just renting all the, if you're if you are not buying books from you know an author that you like, then they're not getting that sale, and that's not helping them. Sure, but how are you going to find out authors that you do like? It's a good point. If you like an author well enough, then perhaps you do want to have their books. I mean, it's it's the one area of collecting that I still allow myself, but I often give books out to people and you know things yeah. like that. Nineteen, don't use a flexible spending account. I have no idea what this is. Your employer may allow you to set aside pre-tax dollars to pay for medical costs not covered by insurance. You can use the money for expenses such as therapy, contact lenses, insurance co-pays, over-the-counter drugs. See a full list of qualified expenses on the Internet, and you may be able to do the same for child care costs. Why pay for things? Wait, 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 wait. So so this is, again, a list of things to waste your money. That will waste your money, and to waste your money, they're saying to not use one of these accounts. Correct. Is it a health savings account? Is that what they're talking about? That's what I would have called it, it, but they're calling it a flexible spending account. I'm not sure everything about it. I did. I don't know if we still have one of these, but my wife wife doesn't tell me everything that we spend money on. Well, I don't have an employer, so maybe they changed the name of it. I'm not sure. Why pay things uh, with uh, post-tax money when you can be paying for them with pre-tax money? Not using an Seems FSA. Like a it's got a, it's got an acronym, so it must be the the, the federal thing. So it's the fec- flexible spending account. Make sure, however, you that you use. Uh, they, they've got a tool here to figure out how much money you should put into your FSA. You don't want to stash away too much because you won't use all the money in your account at the end of the year. Um, it, at the end of the plan year, you lose it. Apparently, Whoa. that's not good. That's not good. It's very very bad. I'd be real cautious with that then. Yeah. Okay, number Again, 20. Again, that sounds like it's something for people. Well, okay, it's, so it's the pre-tax, I guess, is the benefits there. So you'd have to be very, very cautious with what you're spending. And, yeah, in your case, and, it makes no difference because you don't pay taxes. Right. Well, and I don't have an employer either. Yeah, income tax. Pay for unnecessary services. How many cable channels can you can a person watch? Do you really need all those extra features for your cell phone? Are you getting your money's worth out of the gym membership? Are you taking full advantage of your subscriptions, such as Netflix, TiVo, or magazines? Take a look at what you're paying for and what your family is actually using. 
trim accordingly. You know, a lot of people always think they're going to get back to the gym. And it is a great idea to get back to the gym. However, if you're paying for a gym membership you're not using, that's a bad thing. I've always been of the opinion that I, I want to have memberships places where I can pay month to month. That's really mm-hmm. the best thing for me because, you know, there's just times when I get sick of going places and I don't go for months on end. So, you know, that's a good thing. As far as cell phones go, they're, the cell phone manufacturers are just – they're getting the phones are getting smarter and smarter, and they want to add more and more features to them that you have to pay for. So you got to have the data plan. You got to have this. You got to have that. Just you don't to have, have the to plan. Have a data plan. <laughs> I, my old plan was just a basic two hundred minute a month plan. Thing was, it was forty bucks a month. Just try for canceling that. your data plan on your uh, BlackBerry now. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. Well, I, maybe you can. I don't know. I mean, uh, but it depends. It's possible, on, I it suppose. Depends, it, it might be possible, but I'm telling you that. You know, likely you can't. But I got the BlackBerry with the intention to have data. I mean, that's the point of having a BlackBerry. Why would you buy a BlackBerry just to make phone calls? From I've got it? a Trio. Okay. And I mean? don't have a data plan on it. It's the same thing you as your phone. You can't have a data plan on your. On what your are you thing, talking right? about? I've got. I've had a smartphone, man, since I've known you. I thought yours was just something that you could put a bunch of names into and, and make some notes on. That's because that's what I use it for. I, I don't see. surf the internet on my phone. I work from home. What do I need to surf the internet on my gotcha. phone for? You know, you have the internet basically so that you can be armed with quick. What is that? Q-I-K. com. Yeah. So I can v- record videos and upload them from anywhere. Would you have gotten that phone if it wasn't for quick.com? No. Yeah, that's it. But so, I love it now that I have it, now that I can get emails wherever I am. Sure. And I can do you have to pay for an, essentially an unlimited plan in order yeah. to do it. And so you and decided. And it only doubled my costs. I mean, as far as the uh, the amount that I'm paying, I went from 40 to 80 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And. It's not like it's $150 a month. It's only 80 and for me, that's not bad considering everything that uh, that you $480 a year that you're paying in order to be armed with a camera that uploads directly to the Internet. Actually, it's broken right now. And it's not working. And it's not your phone that's broken, right? Well, I I installed the the beta operating system, and ever since then, Quick has not been functioning correctly. But it's free software, so, you know, what do you want? But the data plan isn't. Yeah, but I still have the ability to record and, and upload things if, if necessary. I can do that. You can do that from your phone? Yes. I thought you said you don't have a data plan. I don't have a data plan. How can you upload from your phone without a data plan? Sync with my computer and upload the video. I see. I'm talking about on from you know a remote location. So you can do it a little more quickly than I can do it. However, yeah. if the cop takes your phone, we're both just as screwed. Maybe. Quick.com is... The one thing that's going to protect you in a circumstance where you need to be, you know, streaming video to the internet, yeah. quicks the one. Th- and I, I'm not saying it's not worth it. For I think it is. is. I, I, you know, I just haven't quite got to the point where I'm willing to spend the forty bucks a month extra that it would take. You don't to do have that. it. What do you mean? Well, you've got credit card bills and things like that to pay off. Yeah, I, I want to, I want to pay those off because you know right. that's what I had to build my home on. Right. So I'm saying you don't have, you really can't afford to j- jump up to an, a plan like that. I, I don't, I don't have credit to. card bills, so luckily I can afford so, such a thing. Afford is a funny term. Okay. I could do it if I wanted to do it, but I don't. Because then you wouldn't be able to pay your bills off as quickly, so I don't Choose think you not can. To do it. I, if I were in your position, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would do the same thing that you're doing. I'd well, however, if you're in a off. circumstance where you need to automatically upload video to the Internet, you know, you need to do it right then. Yeah. So it's kind of an you're insurance really in plan. in circumstances, though. Not, not as often as you. I try to right. avoid... Uh, you know, dealing with the cops if I can. 
Is that's that it? it. It's number 20. 20. All right, Pay we're for unnecessary services. 800-259-9231. You are welcome to add to this discussion uh, with your uh, t- suggestions for how to uh, handle your finances more appropriately than you may have, uh, than others may be handling them. And it's something that people are just not being taught. They're not being taught this in government schools because, well, probably the teachers there don't know crap about uh, handling their finances either. So you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Coming up, City of Chicago has a little plan to help you with your finances. That is if... No, they don't. That is if you're willing to rat out your neighbors. We'll explain here in moments. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, Fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours free right there on the front page of the website, freetalklive.com. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you. All for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol and the caliber of your choice. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. That's FrontSight.com. As we go to Scott the Bigot in Massachusetts, you're on Free Talk. Oh, guess he's gone. 800-259-9231. Though he sounded like he was uh, kind of coming around a little bit the last time we talked to him. Maybe maybe it's not going to be fair to call him Scott the Bigot eventually in the future. Wouldn't that be I nice? I hope that that's, that's true. I hope so, too. All right, so we continue here, and uh, the story is a brief one, but a disturbing one out of NBCChicago.com. Chicago and Cook County residents aren't the only ones about to get shocking tax news. That's a reference to another story out of Chicago where apparently uh, Cook County residents are going to be having their property tax bills increase by 20, uh, 10 to 20%. Woo! It's a pretty big jump for uh, for one year to the next. <laughs> it sure is. So there's that that's happening. And at the same time, the city is now debuting a tax whistleblower plan that could turn neighbor against neighbor in Chicago's business community. The folks at City Hall will pay cash bounties to informants who turn in business tax cheats around the city. The reward would amount to some sort of percentage of the tax money that the city recovers. According to the Department uh, Revenue Department bureaucrat, uh, the head bureaucrat there says, it's just another way of bringing people into compliance. It would probably be a business tax knowing that a competitor or business knowing that a competitor is not remitting a tax. An employee of the tax dodging business could know that, too. Typically, you need to provide some type of incentive. 
That's the story. That they are launching a brand new program to encourage you to snitch on your neighbors. Great. I love those. Now, this is not what competition was meant to be. When we talk about competition and how it's good because it brings out, you know, the best in service, it brings out innovation, yeah. it brings out new products, uh, you know, it, it essentially moves the market forward and, and things get better as a result of competition. That's the co- when I when I talk about competition like that, I'm referring to competition in a marketplace that's unfettered by various different governmental restrictions and rules. And this is a governmental program that is anti-competitive. Because it allows a business owner to go in and use the state to crush his opponents without really competing in the marketplace. Sure, he's not doing anything uh, to you know compete against his opponents that's going to help the customer. Right. All they're doing is you know employing lawyers or uh, you know influence or whatever in order to get what they want through the system. That doesn't do anything for you or me. Exactly. So it's just another example of something that you're going to see more often. As governments uh, around the country are put in more dire financial straits, and as people are feeling the pinch of various different increased taxes and things like that, and people are are having a tougher time making ends meet. Of course, we were just talking about finances. But as people are having a tougher time making ends meet, what they find out is that government snitch programs start to get more popular. Oh, yeah, they do. Because because you may not be willing to turn in the boss uh, today, but if you're having a tough time paying the bills at the end of the month, then, you know, the $500 bounty or the $50, I mean, sometimes they can get people to snitch out their neighbors and their friends and their family members for 50 bucks. You know, sometimes that amount is going to make it so that people are willing to go ahead and roll over on somebody. And it's just so sad because it encourages distrust. It encourages people to, I mean, who do you trust? If you if anybody can turn you into the, to the state get a little bit of cash off of their their tax bill right you know i i encourage people to snitch on people that do that harm other folks i you know that's a, as far as i'm concerned that's a good thing if you know something about a crime that was committed or something like that you know that that to me is not isn't snitching in the same way we're talking about here but if you're saying oh i don't think my employer's paid his taxes properly or he's hiding stuff or something like that i mean what kind of awful person are you this is the person who's paying your bills for you or alternatively it could be the other company across town even so it's just it's it's a despicable way to do business I, i agree completely and of course somebody could say mark you know just to take the tax uh advocates position on this one Somebody could say that, well, you know, they are harming other people by not paying taxes. They're harming the rest of us who have to pay taxes. Why is that? Well, because we'll have to pay more if they don't pay their if fair the, share. If the, the, if, if the slave master dispenses one uh, you know, swat to every slave, um, does, are you better or worse off if, uh, if, if, if somebody doesn't get their swat? Well, yeah, if they give me two swats because the other slave managed to get out of one of them. Well... Stop taking your swats. Well, right. I mean, that's, of course, the heroic thing to do, but I'm just saying that could be one position someone would take is that, well, it is harming me because they're going to raise my taxes. 800-259-9231. Of course, one of the ways we can get around this problem is by bringing people together who understand freedom, bringing people together who appreciate the idea of avoiding taxation, because there is a mentality. There is this... Stockholm Syndrome-esque mentality wherein uh, people are identifying with their oppressors. 
where they are basically saying to themselves, well, I've been abused all this time. And I think that abuse should be spread equally. I think that everybody should be abused as much as I've been abused. And it's not fair that that guy over there is getting away with not being abused. I say abuse that man. I heard from a guy um, who's a fan of the show that uh, listens in Germany. And he says, you know, two guys can't get an argument on the street for five minutes before somebody's threatening to call the cops on the other guy. Is that right? So, you know, they, they don't say, I'm going to bust your nose in. They say, I'm going to call the police on you. Mm. So... Yes, you can have a society that does slip into this kind of, yeah. I'm, we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna use the government against you mentality. It's sick. It's a sickness, and and I think that we can help avoid that by bringing people together. Of course, the Free State Project is an important part of that. We'll tell you more about them here uh, in a few moments. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But stories like these, Mark, really make me glad I don't live in big cities, because that's really where you hear stories like this coming from. Where it's Chicago. That is going to be paying you to snitch out on your neighbors or your your fellow business owners. It's New York and Chicago where they're putting up cameras all over the place. Well, I mean, these are the hubs of, of big government status. It's it's true. It's state and municipal governments can't print the money the way the federal government does, so they don't have that to fall back on. So they have to they have to get their revenue in whatever manner they they have to get it. And, you know, municipal governments, big municipal governments like Chicago, New York, L.A. are are just they're, they are legendarily inefficient. And don't you think that it's also more likely that a, a big government or a, a big city is going to be more likely to attract the most control freakish type of people? I don't know. I don't know that, that I think that that's true. Well, you can control more people. You can wield more power. You Why have more money at your disposal. You Why can, not go to the federal government? Okay, well, sure, there's that. But I'm talking about just as far as comparing big cities versus uh, smaller areas. Maybe I'm wrong. I know there are certainly some towns. Yeah, I know you don't like big cities, but I don't think I, I don't think I agree with uh, your your assessment here. There are certainly some small towns out there that are very very corrupt, and, and there's yeah. no doubt about it. And that. that really stinks. I guess I'm spoiled on New Hampshire up here because even even the people that are considered statists up here, in many cases, I'll still hear them say things that make sense sometimes, which is kind of nice. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Free talk live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes. Fish keeps your heart strong. And how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including the shrine of female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. Head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See for yourself shrine.freetalklive.com Now what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, it's happening and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org That's freestateproject.org and that uh, what was what we were talking about a few moments ago is bringing people together that agree on, you know, 
general concepts, not on 100% of everything. There's certainly some uh, some disagreements that flow through the uh, the ranks of the liberty activists here in New Hampshire. But nonetheless, uh, most people do generally agree that the government is way too big and should be slashed back big time. Some, like me, agree that uh, the government is unnecessary entirely and that we should move to a, a completely voluntary, peaceful society. So come on over to freestateproject.org, get signed up, and then get up here to New Hampshire and get active uh, because that's what's going to make a difference. Concentrating liberty activism in the same geographic area is, I think, going to be the key to achieving freedom. Uh, once again, freestateproject.org. We will continue here. Uh, there's a story in the news out of uh, San Jose, Mark, that I'll tell you about in a little bit. But you predicted this. I did? Yeah, we'll get to it here in a, in a moment. First, I am a super genius. Xander is on the line in Illinois. Xander, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight, Xander? Uh, recently there was a story in the news about, uh, the pilots that overshot their destination because they're apparently they were surfing the interwebs or whatever. Hmm. That's uh, what the claim is. Something. That's what the claim is. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a claim. But, uh, now they're talking, there was like talk about like federal banning, uh, such a thing in, in, uh, in cockpits and what. And it just made me think a lot of, uh, something you guys were ta- talking about earlier, like a few weeks back, just about like, just laws, like as far as drunk, driving under, under the influence and stuff, I, a lot of times it just seems like that uh, they, they tend to uh, punish the punish the the cause, not the crime itself. You know, whether it be reckless driving or whatever, it just seems like we want to, you know, whatever it w- would be, you know, being on a cell phone or or whatever it would be, and and it just I see that leading to all sorts of problems for just punishing the cause, not so much the crime, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and especially in this case with the pilots, I think it's, uh, it's, it's extra sad because they'll probably get the same punishment that they would have gotten from falling asleep by uh, you know, surfing the Internet. However, the difference is that now every pilot won't be able to surf the Internet while they're uh, flying the plane. And I'll bet you that's going on in a great deal of most of the planes that are flying across America most days, and they're going to punish the whole class for what these two fellows did. I I don't think it's that big of a deal, quite honestly. I mean, as though they're going to study the dials that uh, that much more if they're banned from using the internet, they'll just bring a book. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that that you know a book. Well, that'll save us all. Now, what about a Kindle? Would that would that count, or I don't know. A what? Well, a Kindle? Oh, an Amazon Kindle? Oh, a Kindle, like an electronic. But you you can access the internet from that, so I don't know. Hmm. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. Because that's what happens whenever you ask a bureaucrat something. You're right. No. <laughs> no, you can't. Unless no. you pay us. <laughs> All right, Xander. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, and and just to add to that, I heard that like the government was talking about giving states like uh, bribing them with some money if they pass more laws to uh, put in more laws against cell phones or whatever as far as uh, distractions in cars or whatever oh, really? the heck it is. So it the, federal, like the federal government disaster. is offering a bounty for more, more restrictive laws at the state level? Basically. Yep, that's how it works. That's, that's, how it's, that's one of the major ways that the state governments have become the federal government's bitches is that the uh, the federal yeah. government has uh, said, hey, we've got all this money here, we're happy to give it to you, just you know, just need to crack down a little more, you just need to be a little more tyrannical, and uh, we'll give you it some It's usually just a pittance, honestly, compared yeah. to what the state budgets are. But they just want that money so badly that they're, yeah. they're willing to compromise your freedoms, just throw it all away. And this is another way that the federal government, 
you know, ruins, takes away your freedom by having a fiat currency, it's by also, printing as much money as they want. And it's also a way that they really get themselves entangled with the state governments, making it that much more difficult for anybody to propose anything like secession or de- uh, declaring independence at the state level from the federal government, because then you have to go up against all of the whiners that will be in the, the whatever the state house of representatives uh, that will say, oh, well, we can't withdraw from the federal government. They're giving us millions of dollars every year. Well, yeah, you could, because don't you know, they're stealing that money from your citizens, if you believe in citizens. But they don't care. They don't believe in stealing. That's the thing. They believe that if government takes money, that it's legitimately governments. These are the same people that say, you're stealing from your neighbor if you don't pay all your taxes. And obviously, you must, I mean, what the next logical step is, you're stealing from your neighbor if you don't pay extra taxes. Just make up taxes you can pay. The government will take them. Thanks, Xander, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. All right, so, Mark, here's a story that, uh, well, I don't know if you really predicted it, but you sort of mentioned the idea. Uh, KGO is reporting at LibertyShock.com. The recent cell phone video of San Jose police beating an unarmed suspect only tells part of the story, according to an officer's lawyer, and police say it underscores the need for a new piece of technology. San Jose police are about to become the first in the nation to have HD cameras integrated with their uniforms. Didn't it's a good idea, this? but but didn't you come up with this one? Mark? Uh, yes, but I'm I'm suspecting that the uh, uh, that that you're going to have some problems with uh, getting that video when the the government doesn't want to give it to you. You mean when one of the cops is beating somebody, the camera will accidentally malfunction, that kind of thing? Well, that's what they'll say happened. Right. Well, the the uh, nonetheless, I mean, they can they go on talking about the uh, the incident and how the video of the 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 boy the, the boy young man that was being beaten was pretty difficult to uh, to to see because it was taken from a distance, and that they're apparently going to be arming these uh, police officers with video cameras. I think that's good news. I think it's good news. I, you know, they won't be able to lie about it every single time. I think that's the that's where the good news comes in. They won't be able to say, "Oh, it malfunctioned every single time." Right. Sorry, couldn't get it to work. Right. Don't count on the police uh, to provide you with video of your uh, your detainment or your arrest. It's no, still going no. to be your responsibility to uh, provide your own video, and so that means you should still be armed up uh, with a video camera, at the very least, an audio recording device. You know, the, if you're out doing activism, <laughs> the, the real uh, victory is is had in public opinion within days of the incident. Because if if you're if you leave it to the government, it'll take months or years or whatever to, in order to get. You need to be able to push the the public sentiment very quickly after the incident. So that's when you, why you need your video. The police right. department won't come up with their video for weeks, if not months, sure, even if you, they if they do come up with it. Right. You have to put in your request, and then they have to get around to the process of honoring the request. Yeah. Good luck. Presuming they come up with the footage. Let's go to Mark in New York. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. I, was, I just picked up on when you were saying two men uh, can't even have an argument without calling the cops. And uh, I just finished up a book where men win glory, The Odyssey of Pat Tillman. And Krakauer talks about that, how this country is trying to eliminate the alpha males in our society, hmm. be, besides what Ridlin and everything else, and uh, welfare as well brings kids down like that, young men. But you're absolutely right. There's not a – there's not a. Uh, I mean, I'm 50 years old, but – you you can't do the things you did years ago, you know. Like you said, you have a little argument right away. I'll call the cops, or the wife runs out of the house. I'll call the cops on you. Well, your husband owes me a hundred bucks. I'd like to get it back, you know. 
you know, it's uh, it, it is it is a funny um, situation. Society really has changed. I think in some ways for the better, in some ways for the worst. I you know I, I don't like the idea of people solving their problems with fists, no. but I I also at the same time don't like the idea of people solving their problems by bringing the government in. That so, usually creates more problems. It's it, if it, you think calling the cops is going to help a situation, no. in many cases you'll again. be you'll be dead wrong. Hopefully yes. you'll survive the encounter. Good. Nice talking to you. Thank you for the call tonight, sir. Appreciate it. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Change gears and go to a few emails here in a moment. Uh, Of course, your calls are the primary element. If you make them, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And this is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Now, speaking of SACL CAI... Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who have failed to pay their bills. Now, you may believe this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people don't pay their bills, all consumers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So if you have or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-obligation, no-cost proposal. SACL CAI repositions companies to zero in on principal operations, meaning getting what you went into business to do done and not having to focus on collections. Get to regain your financial foundation as well. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the banner column, freetalklive.com for SACL CAI. All right, so we continue here uh, with an email from Josh. He says, guys, I have a moral dilemma I was hoping you could help with. I consider myself a staunch pro-liberty person and find myself in agreement with the views put forth on your show almost always. Now, that's why I'm having such a hard time dealing with my own situation. See, I own a coffee company and cafe. Now, being the owner of anything is a lot of work, and I've yet to realize any real material income from it, but business is doing well. Last fall, I ended up sick and in the emergency room. I didn't have any health insurance because the costs were just too high for me to justify. I ended for up the insurance. Yes. Yeah. I Same am, here. I mean, I don't have uh, health insurance right now. I just, I, I can't afford that extra luxury. He says I ended up incurring a plethora of medical bills from this, uh, from this that are currently at collections, and I'm making an attempt to pay what I can when I can. During the same time frame, my wife was pregnant, and she was told by one of her nurses that she would qualify for state-run free health care. It's apparently called Badger Care in Wisconsin, where he lives, hmm. which would cover all of her checkups as well as costs. Sure, I want to be cared, by, cared for by a bunch of badgers. <laughs> the cost what do you call a bunch of badgers? Covey? Uh, good question. You'll have to check Wikipedia on A that. mall of badgers? During the same time, uh, so she came, uh, she was pregnant. She, she was offered that by the the nurses, and it'll cover all of her checkups as well as the costs associated with the birth itself and any bills the baby would incur through ongoing checkups after birth. My wife signed up and was accepted because our income level was so low. As much as I abhor this kind of socialized charity, 
I couldn't persuade my wife to not take up this offer of health care coverage, and in a way was grateful that she was taken care of, as was the baby. I personally was not covered and incurred well past five-figure debt for my own health care bills. When my baby was born, I qualified as the father for the same coverage as my wife and newborn. My wife insisted on the coverage for me because of the bills I'd already incurred, and I was in and out of the hospital seeing specialists all winter. She signed me up, and I used it on a few checkups. But now that we're covered, she uses this as a reason to try and send me in for everything she can think of. Headache? Go see a doctor. Back pain? Go see a doctor. Allergies? Specialist. So on and so forth. I tend to avoid hospitals like the plague anyways, so it takes a mountain of bad to get me there. But my wife's thinking is precisely the problem with programs like this. And now I'm a part of that problem. And it makes me sick sometimes. No pun intended, he says. I'm a hypocrite. I know this. I preach personal liberty and lambast socialist policies because of the force contained within them. And yet here I am on socialized health care with a bill being forced upon an unsuspecting Wisconsin citizenry. So my question to you is, if it were you, would you deny the state's health care, even if that meant you and your family would more than likely go bankrupt from the health care expenses, or would you stay on the program as a hypocrite? Either option doesn't seem very appealing to me, but I know which one is, is the easiest, but it's also the toughest one to swallow. Thanks for your time. I, you know, we've we've answered this uh, the same question in in, mul- in a multitude of forms over and over again. Clearly, it's something that a lot of our listeners are dealing. With. It would be it would be an issue for me if if that were what's going on, and it could very well happen to me if something terrible happened to me. I do not have the insurance right now, and I'd essentially be uh, relying on the the hospitals to finance me through you know whatever payment plan. I don't have the money saved up to to handle some catastrophic illness. Illness, I don't. I'm really just playing the numbers right now Mm -hmm. and as so many americans are but uh, you know i in this case he's on a socialized health care but that's you know it's it's just really a small step in that direction it's a relief program for the the hospitals which have been forced to cover everybody through a um you know through through the laws so it's it's really not that much different and i've got to say that if you're forced to pay for these things and you are forced to pay for this socialized health care you're one of them that there's no reason why you shouldn't collect off of the, the you know these programs the tricky part though is how do you know how much you've you've collected versus what you paid it is, in it sure it is so i mean how do you deal with that you just just say screw it and and just take whatever they're giving you do you you know minimize the amount of usage like he's saying he doesn't want to go for the headache he doesn't want to go for the the checkups he doesn't want to go and 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 do all of that stuff like his his wife is encouraging to, him to do sure. hey it's free you might as well go <laughs> i oh i i definitely see the problems and you can preach against them all all you want but i mean if you know that's those are the options you've got you've got to take care of your family number 1 in in my opinion i if if you at least speak out against them as far as i'm concerned that's that's what you can do toll free numbers 800-259-9231 i i feel the same way as you do mark i mean i i know some one of the uh, the Free staters around here is currently collecting unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, unemployment and, is not in the same league as this stuff. Okay, you but pay it, unemployment insurance. There's, but the, you're forced to, aren't you? Yeah, you're forced to. But oh, you, you're forced to pay for this program you, too. And when it comes to unemployment, you pay far more into unemployment than you, uh, you know, take out. Okay, the vast majority of people do not 
uh, you know, make money on unemployment. The difference there is that you can actually look at the numbers, right? You can actually yes. see what you've paid into unemployment. Yes, and right? empl- but employers have to pay something. You know, if you claim unemployment, then your old employer has to basically foot a portion of it or something like that too. So that that's in- involved in that equation. I I also feel as you do, Mark. It it would be distasteful. It would be it's something distasteful. It would be something I would not want to do, but were I to be forced into that situation, I mean, otherwise, what do you do? You run out of cash, get kicked out of your home, and then you what? Then what? <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to rely on, if you're in a bad financial situation, you're going to have to rely on something. And because the government programs are there, that means that there are not as many choices in the, the charity marketplace, right? Because the government program exists... It essentially sucks money, uh, the potential donations away from, say, the Shriners. Now, I know the Shriners are they're only dealing with burn victims, right, or, or kids that are in certain circumstances, yeah. health, health circumstances. So uh, I'm not using them as a, an all-encompassing example, but just as one existing example of a private charity group that does exist, that does help people. There just aren't that many of them out there. There aren't mutual aid societies like there used to be prior to uh, these governmental programs. I think that we need to... Uh, to stay as principled as we possibly can, but I, I can't blame the guy. I can't blame him for it. I, I, I can't. I mean, I... <laughs> like you're saying, speak out against it. Try to stay as uh, as away from utilizing it as you possibly can. Don't do what your wife is doing here and use it at every potential turn uh, to, you know, milk the system. I wouldn't recommend that either. Um, try to stay somewhere in, in between the point where... You, you know, you're not using it all the way to the hilt, uh, but at the same time, you're also not putting your family at risk. Yeah, I, guess. I can tell you that, uh, you know, I, I would feel just because of sort of my position as a uh, sort of liberty advocate on the radio, I would have even a harder time taking some kind of government money or something like that just because it would be more difficult for me. I was on unemployment at one point, or I, excuse me, I, I had the opportunity to take unemployment at one point, and I chose not to. Basically, the reason I chose not to is I don't like government forms, and I don't like dealing with the government, and I'm just not interested in going through it. So I went out and found myself a job within you know a few days, and, and everything was fine. But I wonder how, how long would it have taken me to find a job if I knew that I had three months of unemployment sitting there? Boy, Especially yeah, a job that didn't pay that much. When point. I was coming off of a job that did pay pretty good. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. That number uh, brought to you by SACL CAI. We'd love your comments as well on this because, I mean, that's kind of been our answer here. And are there any other things that we aren't, we aren't thinking of? You know, is there another option that might be on the table that maybe we aren't necessarily aware of? I mean, certainly some hospitals have charity wings. And I'm not saying that there aren't charitable options out there that you might be able to, to look into. Maybe that would be something to talk to the hospital about and see exactly, you know, what is available. Hey, I, I don't feel right taking this this government program. I, I want to avoid it if I, if I possibly can. What options do you have available, you know, to me? And, of course, when he was talking about how he's making whatever payments he can on the, the treatment that he got at the hospital because he was in the emergency room, then that's something. And in many cases, the hospital's getting nothing. In many cases, the hospital will treat people and never see a dime from them. So at least you're making some effort to pay these folks what they're asking of you. I mean, that's worth something, right? If you've I, got somebody that owes you money, it's better if they're paying you something. Yes, it is. I don't have much love for hospitals. They're the most bureaucratic things next to the government. It's true. All right, more coming up here. Uh, hour three is on the way. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. 
After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the show. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That again, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right to your phone calls. To the fun. It's Dan in Minnesota. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Dan? Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, sitting here listening to your talk about health care. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it just has me thinking boycott Babylon, man. Just the whole thing is so ridiculous. Boycott uh, Babylon? Boycott it all. Don't buy their drugs. Don't buy their food. Don't drink their tap water with fluoride and all the other chemicals they put in it. Uh, you know, don't buy their really drugs. Hard. Don't buy their food. So what are you suggesting? I'm I'm a little confused. I'm just suggesting to they? try your best to change your lifestyles, to try to live as naturally as you can, to support local farmers, grow your own food, work out guys, and just try, you know, young living essential oils, therapeutic grade essential oils cure all kinds of illnesses and keep and prevent all kinds of illnesses. Um, it, it's just ridiculous to be caught up in their their web of lies and their drugs. It, it just drives me nuts. Uh, and you know, beside you know, aside from getting in an, you know near death experience, a car accident or something, where you need their care in a, in a hospital setting and you're almost dead from an accident, that's one thing. Yeah, there's, uh, there's and, trauma, and, and there's difference between trauma care and, and drug care. But I was recently, I, um, I, was, I was quitting smoking because uh, Obama put that, uh, that tax on cigars, rolled, rolled cigarettes and all that other stuff, and so it was going to be 40 cents per cigar that I smoked, and that would be 40 cents that, as far as I was concerned, I was sending to the federal government in order to blow up people around the world, and I wasn't willing to do it. So I stopped smoking. However, in order to stop smoking, I went to the doctor and I got some of those pills that they have, and and they worked for me. They were Chantex, is what they were called. And I've tried to stop smoking without, and I've tried to stop smoking with. And this, I do not believe for a second, was a placebo effect. I am thoroughly convinced that uh, the, the these pills that I took, in fact, blocked my nicotine receptors and made it so quitting, you know, I didn't have quite the urge to smoke. Now that I'm not taking them, my urge to smoke is tremendous, and it's been six months or something like that. Have you, have you, are you familiar with Dr. Robert Melamede's research? He used to be the head of the biology department at the University of Boulder. No. Uh, he, he talks about 
cannabis and, and uh, tobacco and how people that are tobacco users that use cannabis uh, have far, far less uh, incidences of lung and throat cancer. There's a process called apoptosis, which is the body's ability to slough off uh, uh, damaged cells, and nicotine and tobacco uh, uh, inhibit that process. It's a natural process in the body, and that's where you get cells that turn into cancerous cells, whereas uh, cannabis actually promotes that process, and that's why nobody ever has any problems with cannabis. But furthermore, uh, naturally grown and cured tobacco, uh, it, it, there's, there's no real evidence that people have died from that. It really is the chemicals they put in the tobacco. Well, now, nicotine is naturally found in tobacco. Sure it, it is. Yes. And, but then furthermore, the, the chemicals in tobacco are what the, are the carcinogens that get stuck in the cells and then eventually metastasize into cancer cells. It, it just fascinates me to no end. I've, I've studied this a lot. Yeah, I've heard people uh, say this. I, I'm dubious, I must say, because it's my understanding that nicotine is what, what you become addicted to. That's, that, uh, you know, all the things that I've studied while I was, before I was quitting, I, that's what I saw. And I didn't actually smoke cigarettes. Um, I smoked cigars. And, you know, I'm still getting some kind of nicotine. But, you know, I've, I've heard these things about cannabis, but it's not an option for me. I just, I can't smoke cannabis. Yeah, no, and, that, and then, I mean, really, if you can't grow your own tobacco, I wouldn't smoke the stuff that they put out there. I've heard that the, the Red Pack Natural American Spirit tobacco, if you roll your own, uh, or, you know, you can roll your own cigars, too, or smoke it in the pipe. There's some good tobacco out there, but it's really expensive. Uh, before, but it has uh, the taxes on it. That's the issue for me. Is I'm not willing. The reason I quit smoking tobacco in the first place is because the federal government put taxes on it. The federal government uses the money that people pay into taxes to kill people. Even though they were saying that these taxes, in particular, are going to to help little children, we all know that money's fungible. I I, I totally agree, and and that's great. I'm I'm hats off to you for uh, not giving more tax money to the government. I want to make another point okay. uh, aside from making the point about living naturally and getting exercise, I wanted to ask you guys or just propose a thought that I try to get around to all my activist friends. Um, this country, where we're at as a country and where how terrible things are in so many ways and how we're losing our constitutional freedoms, and you look at other countries where they they rise up in arms if if, if there's places in Europe where if they get their wages cut by a dollar, they they hit the streets with torches and yeah. guns. Yeah. And here, nobody does seems to be doing anything really. There's no real hardcore protest. And I'm not talking about violence. I'm just talking about hardcore sure. in-your-face protest. No, I think you're right. For, for the most part, you're right. It's it's pretty non-existent in the United States. And yes, there are some exceptions to that rule. Uh, it's a frustration that I share, and it's one of the reasons why I made the move to New Hampshire to get around other people as part of the Free State Project, to get around other people that are of like mind and get together with them so things like that can be more possible. And and we've seen things happening here that I've never encountered before. We've got daily 420 smokeouts going on and uh, and more. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Dan. And I generally support what he's saying, uh, the idea of uh, keeping your mind open to alternatives as far as treatments are, are concerned. I don't think they're all legitimate. I think there's a bunch of hoax and a bunch of you know garbage out there. But I think there's I think there's garbage within the official medical system as well. I tend to think that way myself. 
So, uh, yeah, but and, and really the what he's talking about there at the end of the call with the American people being just so docile, just so docile. Not to say that – not to say necessarily that uh, getting out into the streets with torches is going to change anything. I, I don't know about that either. But at the same time, I definitely appreciate where he's coming from. I I think that if people were more active, that it would be you know better by and large. But they're just they're not, and that's right. not that's not what's going on here in the United States. It just isn't. Uh, our populace is very concerned about working, so mm-hmm. you know, they're they're well, they got busy. Bills to pay. Yeah, they're busy working. I think they got bills to pay in all over the world, but it's they true. they they don't have. I, I, that's one of the things I think is great about the United States is the work ethic that we have. However, I think it kind of works against us in a certain manner too. Well observed. You know, I was um, I was in some. I got one. Got into a, you know a very a, a very fruitful Facebook debate uh, over the last couple of days about oh, yeah. just sort of uh, what life is like in other countries. Uh, like, I guess it started out. Somebody said something to the effect that uh, conservatives are for small government. Uh, you know, they they made some some quote on their Facebook, and I'm like, I don't think I agree with that at all. Conservatives aren't for liberty. And then it it sort of dwindled down. I got in got into it with one of these constitutionalist guys who's hoo ha Constitution, it's going to save us. And I guess because it's done such a great job, so right? Far. And and the point I made to him, you know, using the Heritage Foundation's numbers on just a conservative group, right? It's a conservative group, not a libertarian group, on economic freedom. And by the way, he didn't approach any of my points that I made at all. And you know, it turned out he was a bureaucrat. He's a he's a cop, huh. <laughs> so he doesn't want to hear anything that I've got to say. However. I think that this this is a, a point that makes very good sense is if you use the Heritage Foundation's index of economic liberty, you'll find that the United States is number six or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it is one point three points below New Zealand, one point two points above Canada, uh, you know, three points above Great Britain. 10 points above Sweden and 17 points above France, I think, was what all these numbers were. So Well this, below Singapore, well below Hong Kong. Yeah, so this great constitution that we have here that has secured our liberties up to this point, you know, we would have had a much bigger, more intrusive government. And I don't doubt that. I'm not saying that we wouldn't, that we would. However, we have a government that is comparable to places that I would call socialist. New Zealand has no constitution, as I understand it. Yeah, but does anybody... that, it doesn't change whether they're, they're socialist or not. Right, but what I'm saying is that they have no document protecting them from whatever. And they're ranking up at the, around the same place as the United States, right? So what good is the document? Right. I mean, really, what's, it, is, it has saved us from the slide to socialism, really? All right, more on the way here. You can take control of the airwaves. Diverted into national socialism. This is Free Talk Live. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. For restrictions apply, call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET, or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, 
That is freetalklive.com. We'll get back into the email box here in a moment. Also, I want to tell you about the live streams we have. Broadband version of the show, a dial-up version. Uh, they are both free for you. Also, the webcam is there at listen.freetalklive.com. You can get it all. Plus, you can get the uh, Free Talk Live Listen Lines phone number, which will allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live 24 hours a day. You can get all that info at listen.freetalklive.com. Republicmagazine.tv. Are you missing the real news? Get informed and stay informed with Republic Magazine. <laughs> You can get, <clears throat> excuse me, get your free digital copy now or order a print edition at republicmagazine.tv. I think the uh, the free digital edition is available now at republicmagazine.tv. Uh, All right, toll-free number 800-259-9231. Update here from New Hampshire. Uh, we talked recently about how there has been some controversy over the uh, the medical marijuana provision that was being looked at here for New Hampshire, which had passed the state house earlier this year, and I guess it had passed the Senate as well, uh, but was vetoed by the governor. And so it was coming back up for essentially a revote where they were attempting to override the governor's veto if there were enough people that were voting for it in uh, I guess it has to it goes to from like half to two thirds or something like that to re- to override a veto. Sure. And so there was much uh, trepidation in New Hampshire today by certain activists as far as whether or not this was going to occur, and it failed. Yeah. Uh, today, the Shame. New Hampshire House did vote for the veto. Uh, Which they, is, you know, is groundbreaking. This has never happened before. That much is true. Uh, indeed, this is a year, this year, 2009, in New Hampshire is a, a groundbreaking year as far as uh, tr- achieving some sort of political success in the, the, mar- the marijuana realm uh there has never been a medical marijuana bill that has had a success before at all it has ever passed the house so not only did it pass but this time around they actually got the more than two-thirds requirement it was the senate in which they did not Uh, the vote was the exact same as it was the first time around so the majority of the senate did vote for it It was like 14 to 10 but it wasn't two-thirds so it wasn't enough to override this uh, governor who by the way claims to be a democrat uh apparently he's one of those democrats that just doesn't give a flip about he's just a middle of the road guy he felt like he didn't want to uh apparently uh, you know what what the the assumption is the assessment is is that apparently some other uh, he he signed the gay marriage bill or something like that he didn't want to sign the medical marijuana bill at the same time and appear too liberal so he decided to sign one and vote veto the other politics has prevented sick people from getting the medicine that they need i would like to point out that two years from now when they can bring this back that it is extraordinarily likely that they will get this rammed through and and go. Um, Because more uh, liberty activists will be here by that time. And certainly it's the liberty activists that made this uh, progress that we've seen so far possible. Of course, a lot of we've talked about the Free State Project quite a bit. The idea of the Free State Project to bring as many liberty-oriented people together to the same place as possible. New Hampshire was chosen for the Free State Project, and it was chosen back in 2003. Uh, in a vote, there were over, there were ten states from which to choose, and uh, New Hampshire won overwhelmingly. So it was after 2003 in which people were beginning the, to make the move to New Hampshire, and, and in 2003, 2004, and 2005, the moving was relatively light uh, because it takes a while for people to be able to pick up their lives and and make a move. Plus, the original concept behind the Free State Project was that. The proposal and what most of the people who had in 2003, what everyone had signed on to was, well, 
We'll move once we get to 20,000 signers. So nobody was really under any sort of obligation to move at all. Of course, there's no real obligation. It's just a statement of intent that you, you're signing when you, when you join at freestateproject.org. But nonetheless, the, the goal was to reach 20,000, and then there would be a five-year window in which everyone would have to move. That was kind of the original plan. Since then, uh, it's made more sense to move people sooner rather than later to just get the ball rolling and, and get started. We've seen the early movers have a tremendous level of effect, considering the small amount of them that there have been. There have only been a few hundred people yes. that have made the move so far in the last uh, six years. And so so the encouragement now is to, hey, don't wait till 20,000 because we're getting close to 10,000 at this point. We've still got a ways to go. Uh, don't wait till 20,000 people that have signed up. Just get there as soon as you possibly can. I think that's that's where we need to focus on now. I agree that that's what uh, you know that's that's what changes things. Signing up for the Free State Project on the internet, um, you know, may help the Free State Project get to twenty thousand, but you're not really doing anything for liberty. Right. It's the because, activism and the excitement that's going to get to twenty thousand. Uh, you know, I just don't believe that somebody who signed up seven or eight years ago on the internet still considers themselves to be obligated to move. It just doesn't seem it seemed to me that it's likely entering their mind. They're just waiting for that 20,000 number to click over so that well, I got 5 yeah. years to move now. I think that they essentially have to be resold on the Free State project at that point. They're likely a good candidate because they already were willing to move at one point, but they still have to be sort of resold to move. It's the moving here and getting involved or at least supporting to some level the, the, the activists that are here. It's the proof of concept that is going to persuade people yes. to get here. It's a nice idea. The Free State Project is a great idea, and when you present it to people, they'll agree if they're, if they're as frustrated as I was back when I signed up for the Free State Project. They're frustrated by the fact that there's just not much happening for liberty anywhere else. Then they'll agree it's a great idea, but it's a better idea when you can see that, hey, this is working. Not only is it a good idea, but in practice, it actually is functioning and having yes. success. That's the important part. Now, there's no reason not to sign up for the Free State Project either. They're, they keep their list extraordinarily private or whatever, and you can always sign up under some fake name. It's not like they check or anything like that. So it's it's helpful to get them to their number. And I, But I think that we're going to get to that number. It looks it looks like we're moving along. We had told the listeners previously how I'm... You've got a special plan. Yeah, I've got a plan that I'm working on, and and I've had conversations with the board and the president, and it looks like we're going to get that plan implemented. It's likely that um, that'll happen. So I don't think that that 20,000 number is going to be much of an issue here so, shortly. So where I was going with talking about how the the moving numbers are lo- getting larger every year. There are more people that, are, that become able to make the move every year uh, just as time goes on. And, of course, the more people move, the more activism happens. The more activism is happening, the more people will move, that kind of thing. It's just building on it. It's snowballing itself. And so in 2008, which was the last year in which somebody somebody could be elected to a state house position here in New Hampshire, there weren't that many people that were able to run. Because in order to be a candidate for state house in New Hampshire, you have to have lived here for two years. Yeah. So the only people that could have run in 2008 were the people that had moved here since 2006 or or, or earlier, which right. was not a very large contingent of people. Not in to mention that in that amount of time, you, you really have to sort of, you know, get really involved in your community in order to uh, to, to get elected. Well, so, there's a difference between getting elected and, and running just to get your name true. out there. Uh, but you couldn't even run if you hadn't been here for two years in those elections. So in 2010, that window will expand to everybody who's moved since 2008 and, and before. So there will be a larger, likely a larger amount of uh, liberty-oriented candidates running. 
And and one of the big selling points uh, from the people that are coming here from a political perspective on New Hampshire is that it's not as hard to run in politics here in New Hampshire as it is in other other states. There are over 400 uh, citizen legislators here, and that means that each legislator so-called represents a much smaller swath of uh, the population than you would get, say, in California, for instance. More coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. So over time, things will just keep getting more exciting here. And, of course, we'll bring it to you as it does. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a Facebook profile. You can go and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. But there has been, an, I guess, a little controversy that's been bubbling up here about the Facebook fanness that uh, that we offer. Mark, you encountered a situation today, and I think that uh, people should be aware of of this. When you become a fan on Facebook, that means that you're opting in to receive emails from us. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's you're a fan, right? <laughs> That's the point, isn't I, I it? I don't want to be mean or anything. I, the, you know, the guy brought up uh, you know a valid point, and he was pretty cool about the whole thing. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fan based thing, and you know, you're you're signing up in order to support free talk live in some way. It's as opposed to supporting us through the AM program, which I'm sure many of the fans do. You're supporting us with your sort of time and energy on the Internet. Otherwise, what's really the point of the fan page if you're not getting emails from us? When I right. need help with votes, be it the Podcast Alley votes, podcastalley.com, or the Podcast Award votes once a year, I'm going to look for those votes. The thing about the Podcast Awards uh, votes, uh, podcastawards.com votes, are that we don't have any idea how many votes we have. We don't ha- know how far we are ahead of mm-hmm. the other political podcasts that are nominated in that category. So we've beaten podcasts like Democracy Now!, Barack Obama's podcast, George Bush's podcast. We've beat some really big names in there. I have no idea. Did we beat Bar- Barack Obama? Yeah, we did. Oh, um, I, I, if, I have no idea if, if, if Barry was out there pounding the bushes the way that I pound the bushes for votes and we just happened to squeak by by one, or if he had no idea and made no effort whatsoever and we beat him by hundreds. I have no idea. They don't tell me. So I've got 14 days in order to get as many votes as I possibly can for the best political podcast of the year, which we have won four years running, and I don't intend to lose on the fifth year. It's a really great thing to be able to tell my uh, my advertisers, even more so than saying that you know we're voted number one at Podcast Alley every month. I think that having these little trophies is it's really motivating when I can say to somebody, yeah, we've been voted the best political podcast at podcastawards.com for five years running. And as a matter of fact, I've got the trophies sitting right here to prove it. It just feels mm-hmm. very real to them. It, it brings it brings it home. 
So I don't intend to lose that. And yes, I intend to send a reminder email to those groups every single day. I may switch between them so that they're actually getting them only every other day because we have a fan page and a group okay. at, at at Facebook. And to make it, you know, to, to sort of soften the blow for some people that may not like the, the spamminess feel of it all, although the opt-out button's right there, I'm going to do some giveaways on there. I'm thinking that I might be able to get enough prizes to do a giveaway every day on there. So, hey, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it, give away it, some Toto sacks. They, we're going to give away some Toto sacks. We're going to give away some uh, some books. Uh, you know, there there won't be any new cars or anything like that unless I decide to give away your car. Um, you know, it ain't a new car. <laughs> it's, it's not new. <laughs> new to you. Uh, so, hey, speaking of Toto sack, do you hate to make those extra trips back to the car to carry in the grocery bags uh, to the house? Well, for the last few months at my house. We have been using Totasac. In fact, I've been using two of them, one in each hand. Uh, they're a handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. It is designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. You can go to Totasac.com. That's T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. Get yourself a family pack today, or if you stay tuned, you'll have the opportunity to win a two-pack of the Totasac here in moments. So stay tuned for that opportunity coming up here tonight. Uh, in the meantime, your phone calls about anything. Sean is in California, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sean. Hey, it's John. But uh, John. Uh, Eden, Mark, Eden Mark, long live Free Talk Live. How are Thank you guys you. doing? Well, uh, welcome, doing well. By the way, just point of information, apparently the names Sean, Ian, John, Shane are all somehow related. I, you know, they're, they're I guess... I don't know what the term of um, entomology is. is it, does entomology apply to it's names? It's the same as well? name from different uh, different places, like yeah. John and Ivan are the same. Yeah, they're very, very they're related. All, so, anyway, go ahead. They're all good Irish names. Uh, I've got a question. I've noticed that the, uh, the Guy Fox mask seems to be a very important symbol in the Liberty Movement. And I bought one the other day at a costume store just for that reason, but I'm not exactly sure why it's an important symbol, and I was hoping one of y'all could explain it to me. You know, it's not really the best symbol, is it? Because it kind of is associated with violence. Uh, Guy Fawkes, of yeah. course, is historically known for blowing up, was it the Parliament building uh, way back in the day? In, I, I think so. He, in, he tried to, but he failed. Okay, true, true. Yes, he, he had it. He had intended to uh, to blow up the Parliament building, and certainly in the movie V for Vendetta, uh, that is that is kind of how Guy Fawkes is popularized, at least in recent uh, pop culture. And in that movie, uh, V is absolutely successful at blowing up the uh, the building that he intends. To, I think it was Parliament there in that case. Uh, he does successfully blow it up. So certainly in uh, you know in historical and in pop culture, it's a you know it's a mask that has to do with uh, violence. So why is it associated with so frequently with the liberty movement? I don't know. Beef Vendetta is a pretty cool movie. <laughs> um, I I don't endorse violence at all. Uh, I don't know when I'm when I'm wearing a Guy Fox mask. I don't think so much of Guy Fox as I think of uh, V because that's just more of my my time. You know, I wasn't around for Guy Fox, and uh, V is certainly much more I think recognizable as a, a pop culture icon. Uh, than Guy Fox is. So for me, I consider it a a V bat. And Guy Fox wasn't really. He wasn't really a liberty-oriented guy. He was really just somebody who didn't like the. I can't remember the, if it was the Catholics or the Protestants, but he didn't like one of them. Yeah, I don't recall which one either. So I have no excuses for uh, for this. I mean, clearly it's it's a mask that uh, kind of represents. But V kind of feels liberty-oriented. The the movie itself. The movie definitely has some um, uh, some real great, I think, liberty-oriented themes to it. But at the same time, it definitely is violence. So yeah. the suggestion know. is stab cops in the neck with knives. 
You, you got me there. I, I I can't really defend that. It's just that uh, V's cool. It's a cool movie. I like the themes. Yep. And it's Blow crap than, up and stick knives in cops' necks. It's a cooler mask than Freddy Krueger <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I, I got nothing for you. All right, fair enough. Because I, I did see you wearing it on a uh, as nobody when you uh, on freaking dot com when you went to run for mayor. Yes, so, I did yeah. wear that mask. So and... what you need to do is come up with what you know. What is the appropriate attire for you know the 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 real liberty loving lunatic? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, if you're looking at masks that you can wear. There are, I mean, most of the the Halloween masks are going to be murderers, right? I mean, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, the guy from uh, the what Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What other masks? Are you, I mean, there there's a lot of them out there. Guy Fox is, is one of them. I mean, you know, right. I mean, go ahead and get yourself a Che Guevara one. You know, are there Che Guevara masks? Oh, I'm sure there are. I don't know. I certainly that's that's at least in Guy Fox's case or the, in V's case. Uh, his intention was to destroy a building. He did it at nighttime. It wasn't the the most violent act that uh, that one could commit, I suppose. No, I mean it's it's a comic book, and the the thing that you have to consider about comic books is that it's violence is a very important uh, you know aspect to storytelling when it comes to comics. Conflict. I mean, think think yeah, yeah. about it. I mean, what would Batman be without with the anonymous uh, going on? Bomb, pow, zap. You know, the yeah. the whole Robin and Batman thing. What would it be? It would be nothing without that. So it, there's the difference between real life and make-believe, and V for make-believe is good stuff, and right. for real life, it's not so good. Well, in our real life, the people that are wearing V masks, at least around here in New Hampshire, are not violent people. They're and, not dangerous. And the and, chances of going up against, uh, you know, uh, finger men, as they're called, with uh, MP, MP5s, uh, uh, you know, slung over their shoulders with a, with a handful of uh, knives is really unlikely. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that case, you could say that uh, he was defending himself and that that was it's not like he targeted the cops. They targeted him and he defended himself. So, I mean, as far as the choices between masks that you can wear, I think V is one of the more liberty oriented masks that one can wear. What what other mask can you go and buy at the Halloween store that is has at least liberty themes tied into it? You know, I want uh, so I, Thomas Jefferson. I want freedom as much as anyone else, but I'd like to see the state house here in New Hampshire put up a, as a museum, uh, you know, to to show people what tyranny's about. In the same way, Holocaust museums are around. You know, even if you could find a Thomas Jefferson mask, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. So I think V. He didn't even have, he didn't have slaves. I right? ju- I, we dressed uh, Jack up as a puppy this year. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. Still to come, the Totasac giveaway. Uh, Two-pack of the Totasac can be yours before the show is over here tonight. Uh, so stay tuned for the contest lines. Uh, we'll give them to you when the time is right. 
All right. So 800-259-9231 is not the contest line. That is the call-in line. You're welcome to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Also, don't forget to support Free Talk Live. One of the things you can do is become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the, the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. That's valuable, right? Well, if it's worth 3 bucks a month, then... Come on board. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Get all the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. To the email box, Peter emails in. He says, here's a little something to add to the voluntarist-slash-minarchist debate. I've heard you guys talk about alternatives to state-run things like fire protection. But what about things that threaten the whole community, like wildfires, floods, tornadoes, and other natural disasters? Could a purely voluntary fire rescue service be effective? Well, Mark, uh, you actually are, you know, even though you consider yourself a, a minarchist in general, I would think that uh, you'd actually support the voluntary fire option because you're a voluntary fireman. Well, I, I you know, the, 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 the volunteer fire department that I'm in is you know, funded a great deal by the government. Essentially, the workers, the, the, the firemen themselves. When you say the government, you mean the taxpayers. The taxpayers, right. yeah. Um, so, the, the, you know, the. Who could otherwise fund it in the absence of the taxes? Whomever decides that they're going to need a truck or whatever, that's all decided on in town meeting or something. So that's Mm -hmm. not really voluntary. Usually town meeting has, you know, a couple hundred people at it when, in fact, you know, there's 1,700 people or something like that that live in the town. Are there volunteer fire departments that are actually voluntary? There are private fire departments um, around the nation, yes. That's true. And um, I... You know, I, I happen to have spoken to somebody who who actually worked at one, and uh, so if you if you think that uh, you know it, it can't possibly be done, I would uh, suggest you look into Howdy Hart, excuse me Hardy Township in Mount Vernon, New Jersey. In fact, they have a private uh, fire department there. So. In addition to no, just a government? private one. Oh, really? They don't have a they don't have a public option. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. And and it's funny, they put out all the fires. Wait, what about people that don't pay? I don't know. What about the free? Are there? Is there a free? It's my understanding, problem? it's uh, you know, it's it's been there a long time, and and rich guys want to support it. Huh? What do you know? You yeah. mean that that people that are are wealthy and philanthropic are actually willing to step up and take care of the free rider problem in that sure. case? And I think that it's you know it's it's pretty obvious that people want services like fire protection. They do sure. want to be protected from things like wildfires and tor- tornadoes. Let and me things tell like you, that. Mark, if I'm going to insure your home. You ain't getting my insurance unless you've got fire protection. And if you're concerned that there won't be enough people to react if, you know, if something big like a tornado happens, it hits pretty much everybody all at once. Well, it's going to be the same issue with your fire department as there, there won't be enough people to react. So, you know, it's, 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 which one's better? These are just services of something bad happens and they need service. Something bad happens to my plumbing, I call a plumber. I don't call the government. Right. And can I point out that, Mark, you and I were Florida natives. And uh, we spent, in my case, 26 years, in your case, 35, 36 years of your life uh, in Florida. Yeah. And down there, we have these things, uh, had these things called hurricanes, and they're still happening. Uh, and when a hurricane comes through, it's, it wrecks some havoc on, uh, on some area, wreaks some havoc on, uh, on an area. I mean, their power lines are down, trees come down, people are without, you know, running water. It can be pretty bad. People are in a major bad way after a hurricane comes through in a lot of cases. And it gets worse because of the government's response. I remember I was working with a uh, lady named Alex, 
at the time, one of these hurricanes went through somewhere, and her intention was to go down to help out. She had, you know, the hurricane went through, people were devastated, and she decided she's got some time. She's going down to do what she can to assist. She's not somebody that can move, you know, big logs out of the way of anything. She's a fairly small, uh, fragile woman, but people, uh, yeah, people are, you know, they, they she need can help do of all sorts. sorts. She's, she's willing to do whatever she can. So she got in her car and headed down there. The problem comes in when the government does their thing and blocks off roads and says, no, no, no. Can't come in this way. We've got uh, all the roads closed off. We uh, we've got this under control here. Thanks. Uh, appreciate your offer for help, but uh, we're the professionals. We'll handle this. And this is something that people are told. Whether you're talking about Hurricane Katrina or whatever the hurricane is, whatever the natural disaster is, the government's keeping people who want to help away from being able to actually assist. And not to mention how many people are not allowed to go back to their homes. The, the island's evacuated. You can't go back, even though you yeah. need to get something out there or whatever. The, go- the government creates as many problems as it solves when it comes to emergency and disaster uh, you know, Absolutely. reaction. Absolutely. So if you allow the marketplace to help people, then the market will respond in a you know million or thousands of different ways. Whatever is necessary, each individual will self-organize themselves. And if they feel they need to plug into some sort of network to be more organized with others, they can do that on their own. It's amazing how the marketplace organizes itself in the absence of some centralized bureaucracy uh, giving out diktats to people. I remember one of the most tragic stories from, uh, from the uh, Hurricane Katrina aftermath was where a doctor had come to a, a certain location. He'd come down from somewhere else he didn't live in the area he'd travel the distance to get there and he was you know was told to talk to the fema people and i'm I'm, you know i'm this doctor i mean i'm here to help oh well you know you need to fill out this paperwork here first and you need to go through these you know jump through these hoops we've got all these steps that you need to jump somebody get sued you know well they had patients (laughs) that they were essentially triaging and, uh, you know, deciding whether or not they uh, got would live or die, uh, would live or die, or in this case, would get uh, treatment before someone else would get treatment and that kind of thing. And this doctor was willing to help these folks, but he was prevented from doing so because of the governmental bureaucrats that were on scene that have men with guns that were, you know, would would happily step in front of this doctor from seeing patients if he didn't go through whatever bureaucratic nonsensical process they required that he go through. And I don't remember the exact details on how long it was, but it was a fairly lengthy delay between getting this guy's between his arrival and his ability to his ability to actually start helping people. So were it not for the government, that doctor and who knows how many other stories we didn't hear about, you know, of, of other people that wanted to help. You know, there was the Walmart story where they came in, they tried to bring a whole truck full of water and ice into people, and they were turned around. The government said, nope, 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 we got it under control here. We don't need you capitalist pigs coming in here with your free water and ice. People are standing in line over there, and they're standing in line for hours, and that's what people are supposed to do. It's good old-fashioned government water over there that they're standing in line, and we don't have any of, so they'll just have to wait. Of course, we can also talk about the, uh, the the old folks that died in the nursing home uh, because they didn't get the assistance that they needed from the government people. Uh, when there were people that were willing to travel through the streets in their boats, in their school buses or whatever. There was one guy that had to steal a school bus because he knew where there were people that he could pick up that the government was refusing to do anything about. He went and he jacked a school bus and drove it and took those people to safety. 
Good for him. So there were some people that just decided to say, the hell with you, you bureaucrats and your damn rules. I'm going to go ahead and break your laws so I can help people. Yep. So As that's, they should. That's the answer. Let the marketplace do the uh, disaster assistance. The government just screws it up. Uh, Peter also says, and while pondering the lack of useful government's agencies, I came up with one that is reasonably useful. The national, I don't know what it stands for, NOAA, it's the weather guys. The weather guys, yeah. Uh, I'm curious as to what you guys think a free market alternative to that would be like. How would it be funded? Could it survive on charity alone? You know, I can't say that I know everything about NOAA and their, uh, you know, their 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 uh, little automated weather guy. The temperature is 75 degrees. Mm-hmm. Normal norm, I think, is what <laughs> what that voice is called. But the fact is, weather is extraordinarily important to people. It's in demand. Weather is the most important part of local news. It's the most important part of radio news. If you ask people what it is that they listen for on radio uh, on their radio stations, they'll tell you traffic and weather. Mm-hmm. Those are the most important things they want to see. It's a common topic of conversation. People want to know what the weather is. And I can tell you that somebody is going to provide that service. Most of those... Uh, I don't news- know how or why it's going to be the most profitable. I don't know how it all works, but I can tell you that that's the most I don't know in-demand either. thing that but I can t- media does. I can tell you that uh, you know the TV stations... They're not getting money from the government to put those Doppler radars up. They're doing that all on their own. Yeah. Double Doppler. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the market can handle that, too. Hey, totasac.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K. You go there, you learn more about it, but they're great. I love them. Take my word for it. Uh, I don't get behind a whole lot of products on uh, on this show, you know, not because I just because I don't have use for all of them in my life. But this one is so useful and I love it. Uh, So you're going to get a two pack. If you're caller number two right now, it's 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Caller number two, winning a two-pack of the Toto Sack. Get yourself a family pack as well. Give them out for Christmas gifts. People will love these things. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Caller two wins the Toto Sack. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's frontsite.com.